Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Empire. To train better, sometimes you just have to see the light. I mean, as an athlete at this level, it's always about, you know, milliseconds. It's about, you know, tiny little increments that are going to make a difference between, you know, a gold medal and a silver medal. That's Mandy Bujo, Canadian Olympic boxer who used the new technology BlazePod to help ready herself for the Tokyo Games. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Everyone's looking for an edge, and in these modern times, a way to ensure that they stay engaged during a workout. For Mandy Bujo, it is her passion and living. But for everyone else, gamifying exercise, it's a natural extension from the daily distraction of the phone. And BlazePod thinks they have a solution to help you be your best in this Twitterized universe. Our guests this week are Michael Cummings, a trainer from BlazePod, and a Canadian pro boxer who just returned from the Olympic Games in Tokyo, Japan, Mandy Bujo. Thank you both for being with us to discuss modern training. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Sure. Hey, uh, Mandy, I just want to start with you just very quickly since the Olympics just ended. Um, it, it was very unusual, and it was a year later than we thought it would be. Um, what was the experience like for you going and competing under these unusual circumstances? Well, it was very different, that's for sure. But, um, you know, I think the Canadian Olympic Committee on our end did a really good job preparing us on, you know, what to expect. Um so, yeah, there were a lot of things that were different, and I probably feel bad for some of the athletes that that will be their only Olympic experience because, you know, I was there in 2016, and I knew, you know, what the whole Olympics was supposed to be about. So there were a lot of the fun elements of the Olympics that were taken out just to make sure people didn't gather. Um, you know, a lot of us didn't go to opening ceremonies. And then having, like, no one in the stands when you're competing kind of felt like you were just in your gym training um, instead of actually being at the Olympics. So. Those things obviously, um, you know, were different, but nonetheless, I think um, Japan um, as a host did a great job. How did you handle the last year? This should have happened a year ago. Um, how did you kind of wrap your head around COVID-19, continuing to prepare, not knowing whether the games would happen again? How did you, can you kind of take me through that a little bit? Yeah, um, it was it was difficult for sure. Um, you know, there was so much uncertainty. I think you had to keep training. You have to, you had to kind of have this hope that, you know what, our qualifiers were going to happen. Um, and then for me, I had a whole other hurdle of, you know, once the qualifying didn't happen, um, I was actually left off the list because of, you know, the timing of a pregnancy I had in, in 2018. Um, so I basically had to take the IOC to court and it was, you know, it was not my normal preparation for any event, let alone the Olympics. 
Um, so yeah, there was a lot of ups and downs, a lot of uncertainty, but I guess I had a great team. I had a lot of people around me that were, you know, continuing to motivate me every time I was in the gym, they were just kept pushing me as much as they could. Um, and I think that, um, that's all I could really do in the, the circumstance. There you go. Fighter in every sense of the word. Got it. Okay. Um, you are here. We, we thank you for being here on behalf of blaze pod. So Michael, um, give us the background here. What is blaze pod? Uh, I mean, BlazePod is kind of the extension of where training is going. Uh, you had, back in the day, very skillful athletes. And then the skilled athletes realized at some point their skill ran out. And they had to just train hard. And so that's where, like, bigger, faster, more agile came into play. And the one thing that's kind of been missing that's really pertinent now, and Mandy can attest to this, is that the brain needs to be involved. We have – there's so many cognitive functions that our brain recognizes, like – active memory, reasoning, planning, strategy, you know, essentially Mandy's playing chess in there. She has to know what her opponent is going to uh, do next so that she can counter that. And so that really uh, requires a lot of this cognitive uh, function or cognitive agility. And um, essentially BlazePod are reactive agility lights, right? They're just, the light is this visual stimulus. And then you have to react to the stimulus in myriad different patterns, myriad different ways. Uh, whether you're a court athlete, field athlete, or uh, footwork and handwork athlete like uh, like like Mandy in the combat sport uh, world. Um, could you attest to that a little bit, Mandy? How how does this training help you compete? Yeah, I mean, just like MC said, there are there's so many elements. I mean, reaction is definitely a big one. So when you're asking about you know how did we train throughout the pandemic, uh, that's actually when I came across Blaze Pod because I was. You know, for a while, we were in lockdown. We were in lockdown for quite a while here in Ontario, and we weren't allowed to have contact. We weren't even allowed in the gym. So there was times where I was just in my garage trying to figure out, well, how do I stay active for this Olympics that might be happening or this qualifier that might be coming up, um, but try to keep my reflexes sharp and try to keep my mind sharp. So that's when I found um, BlazePod, and I thought, okay, I'm going to, you know, use these. There's so many cool, like, different straps and things. You can actually put them right onto a heavy bag. So you can include it into your training, um, which I found it to be very helpful because there wasn't an actual opponent in front of me. I could use these um, lights just to work on, okay, that would be an opening. That would be an opening, um, which translates really well into the ring. You guys refer to it as flash reflex training. Um, Can you kind of just give us a brief overview, Michael, of, of what that means? Yeah, so uh, the, the quickest uh, thing in your body, right, is to have some sort of like stimulus on skin or nerve or tissue or something and then react to that, like uh, a reflex. Uh, doctor hits your, the, your, your patella and your, and your leg kicks up. Uh, that, that doesn't go through the brain. That just goes uh, through nerves and that interaction happens. And so it's kind of a play on words. We're trying to make these athletes as fast as a reflex. And so – Flash, re, um, flash reflex training, it's actually a professional uh, uh, education course that, that has been created by, by BlazePod uh, that anyone can take and become kind of this certified at this way of training. You know how to use the pods. You know how to set them up. You know how to interact with different athletes in different, uh, you know, in different genres of, uh, of training. Um, but essentially, uh, we, the hope is, and I'm, I'm an ambassador for BlazePod, but the idea is that we can create more and more more ambassadors that they a lot of other people can utilize this technology and this new methodology of training to to make bigger uh, faster stronger you know athletes that also think better in fact just real quick there's uh, the 
study that comes off of it said there's people who do cognitive training. So, you know, looking at something or slapping something, luminosity, that's the brain training. And then obviously the physical training that we do, uh, those two, if you do those apart from one another, they benefit you physically, they benefit you mentally. And new research in 2018 showed that if you did both of them together, so you're, as Mandy's, you know, boxing and moving her body, swiveling her hips, looking over her shoulder, whatever she needs to do, um, at the same time as receiving this visual stimulus and having to react to that, there's this, what the scientists call this super additive effect. And, and what I like about that is because I, as a strength and conditioning coach, I always want to build superhuman uh, individuals. And so there's this super compensation additive effect that happens that like up levels the athlete more so than simply training alone. Um, had you done a lot of this type of training, Mandy, in the past, maybe not specifically to the, to the light training or the reflex training, but uh, what we're talking about here is mental training. Had you kind of taken part in a lot of that in the past? Um, actually, yeah, again, <laughs> throughout the pandemic, I started to get really creative with my training. Um, and I actually started working with the neuroperformance um, coach and she would come in and actually only for an hour we would do like neuro performance training um, so blaze pause actually became a part of that so like uh, like MC said sometimes she would put like um, you know when you go to like the doctor's office and there's a whole bunch of random like uh, numbers or like alphabet that you'd have to read off so you'd have to read off the alphabet and then there'd be the lights on the side and you'd have to react to the lights yeah. to see them right without kind of looking at them um, so working on little things like that would translate again into the ring for me. So we worked, um, we definitely worked a lot on that, trying to be creative, trying to, to find new ways. Because I mean, as an athlete at this level, it's always about you know milliseconds. It's about you know tiny little increments that are going to make a difference between you know a gold medal and a silver medal. So finding those little things that will give you the edge is what. Um, key for us. I mean, and it also sounds like, uh, and I don't know, I, I assume this applies in your sport as well. We talk about a lot of this in team sports, but finding this proverbial zone where you can lock into that, where you are as focused in on your opponent or the task at hand as possible. Is that kind of a fair representation of what you're trying to achieve here with this too? Yeah, absolutely. And the thing too is like, you want to be able to Find something like when you when you have an opponent in front of you, right? Usually you either look them in the eyes. Some people look right here at their chest, um, but you want to be able to be able to see everything at the same time, right? So I need to be able to see a left hook coming. I need to be able to see a right hand coming, um, but I don't necessarily want to look at that because then they might trick me and hit me with the other side, right? So you want to be able to kind of look at the person but see everything, and I think that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
All right, Michael, I want to ask you kind of just generally, the vast, vast majority of us are not Olympians, um, and we're all still kind of stuck at home, and we'll see where gyms go from here. Um, do you see an application for what you're talking about here as home gyms and home exercise continues to be on the rise for the average athletes? Absolutely. Um, it's, it's interesting because uh, if, if there is, you know, if, if you go and, and go on a jog in the morning, you know, do your cardiovascular exercise, uh, your heart rate gets up. Maybe you start sweating 10, 15, 20 minutes into it. Maybe if you're Mandy, 30, 40, 50 minutes into it, you start sweating. Um, but if now I ask you to react to something or race somebody, you, you are 100%. And this is the idea of that flash reaction. You were trying to get somewhere as quickly as possible. And so it's maximal intensity. When you look at ways of increasing those fountain of youth hormones, like that people look for to, you know, lose weight or to become just better, like everyday athletes, you're looking for rises in testosterone and growth hormone. And, and it happens at maximum output and maximum output is overloading it either with resistance to overloading it with intensity. And when you have to react to a light that's, or something that's a stimulus, maybe at the top of your stairs, and then maybe there's one at the bottom of your stairs, you're not just going to like flow to that thing. You're not just going to like, you know, nonchalantly go and tap it because it told you to get there quick. And that's the greatest thing about these, uh, about these light pods is that they're a trigger or they're a stimulus and you go all out immediately. And so you can decrease the amount of uh, time that you're taking to do these things. You can set it to like 60 seconds and you're going to be gassed. So I just have a little wall and I have the, my, I got kids, they're shuffling back and forth, like, touching up, touching down, shuffling back yeah. after 30 seconds of that. And so I think that these have uh, amazing uh, applicability to, to home training, um, whether you're a professional athlete or just, you know, an everyday couch athlete. You know, I, I wonder too, and I, I don't want to simplify it because it probably isn't, but I, I do wonder because you, you hear so much about people having to get through the physical part of the workout is this on some level a distraction to help you get through the physical part of the workout? It's, it's your personal trainer. Like that's why Peloton's so big. That's why connected fitness is so big right now. If I, if, if you and I, Bram right now, man, he's like, put your gloves on or just shadow box with me. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. And she can visually see us. That's that's our coach. These pods can act as your little, as your coach because they're actually responsive to telling you what drill they want you to do. They set up and seconds, like in, even in a, in a small room, I can set up this small course and then there's literally countless exercises that can do. I like that you called it a distraction because a lot of PTs are doing that where they're having someone like, you know, in a half squat position, balance on some sort of BOSU balance trainer. And then like Mandy said, they're, they're, they're touching the peripherals and what they're not recognizing is that they're, they're in that stability leg position. That leg is getting toasted, but they're not focusing on that because they're distracted by, um, you know, the gamification or the other uh, thing that they're doing. And so it's, it is, I, I really like the, the, uh, the way you use that word because in essence, <laughs> you are distracting your brain while your body is yeah. physical. Yeah. I, I, does that resonate with you at all, Mandy? Does some of this stuff kind of helps you get through the hard, literal, physical part of training? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think for me at my level, everything's a bit of a competition. <laughs> so even just like having someone right beside me doing blaze pods 
as well and we're like racing against each other it just kind of brings that other level right you don't necessarily realize how much or how hard you're working because you're i'm just trying to beat that person or i'm trying to get there before they get there so i mean it's the same thing even in the boxing world people love boxing right because it's so physical and they got such a good workout but they're not really thinking about all the elements that go in when they're actually like throwing punches right you're using your whole body so it's the same kind of idea how it's um yeah, it's distracting is, is definitely a good way to put it. Uh, Michael, you brought up kids um, for a moment. It, do you see some kind of application here that children could could utilize this type of technology? Wow, wow, wow. I mean, I don't I, I don't want to get too technical on this, but the, you have something that's essentially you're like CEO of your brain. These are things called executive functions. And your executive functions are like um, in, inhibiting from doing something something like delaying not doing something when you really want to do it um so there's there's different components of this like we talked about before like this working memory and this um sustained focus or divided attention or the idea of like you know texting and not paying attention in class and how to train that so you can actually train all of these different cognitive abilities by using BlazePod. um my kids have been using them uh, regularly, and we make them very sports specific. My son plays soccer. Uh, we'll have him, you know, touch a pod and then have to look over his shoulder, identify another pod, make a nice, you know, open step turn and, and move into that. So he's just, he's just, uh, you know, repeating over and over again. And, you know, practice may not make perfect, but practice makes permanent. Um, and through that, these lights can do so many things at all levels. You can take a small child. Uh, Mandy, you're, is a daughter to three? Yeah, she uses the <laughs> right. footwork, handwork, put two on the ground and put two on a table and then have them light up and they're moving as quickly as possible and it's learning how to use that upper body, lower body sequencing and left hand, right hand so they don't become like, you know, right dominant. Or you can tell them, hey, right hand red, um, left hand blue. And so now they're having to like utilize that the cross motion, which doesn't happen until you're like, you know, three or four years old. So there's so many like cognitive adaptations that can happen utilizing these things in a, in a playful way, uh, which I think is so much more fun because my kids don't want to get out and train with me. You know, it, it's too, it's too hard for them, but this is gamified. And then the yeah. thing that Mandy said that I love, is competition. They're PRing every time. They're like, what did you get? <laughs> I have to beat that, which I love. You know, it, what's really amazing here is I'm a parent too. I got a 12 year old and an eight year old. My eight year old is really into esports and games and all of that that stuff. And it's funny as parents, we sit there and we're like, um, you know, less screen time, do less of this, do less of that, because that's just not what we know. And here we are talking about gamifying our physical fitness. Like we're the ones that need to have like the actual thing happening to our brain constantly to keep us engaged. It's really crazy. Um, Mandy, you're going to make your daughter a boxer. Is that, is that happening? <laughs> well, I don't know. She likes the footwork. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you were asking, I like my daughter, she's two going on three. Um, so for her, we just keep it super simple and whenever I'm using them, she wants to. So I just put them in the garage and I just put them in different areas and she'll just run to them and touch them and she just loves it. Yeah. So it just keeps them busy. Let's go with this. And Mandy, I'd just like, like to just kind of get your thoughts. Cause this is, you know, this is modern stuff that we're talking about in training and you've made it to the height of your, um, discipline by making it to the Olympics. So you've been doing this for a long time to get there. 
Um, how have how has training in your experience um, changed through the years as you have modernized um, to become what you've become? Um, yeah, I mean, I think when you start out, you're you're learning your skills, right? You're learning the movements, you're learning everything, and then you have to just refine those skills. So you have to find um, creative ways to do that. Um, so yeah, I think it changes because you're you're putting maybe less. Um, you don't have to put maybe the repetitions like at this point for this Olympic cycle for me um, I didn't really feel like I had to put as many repetitions in like I, I had the technique down it was more about you know being creative um, trying to add new elements to my game um, so that's where you know working with the neuro training um, doing things acting well, sorry with blaze pods doing stuff around reaction um, and just trying to have a little bit more fun in the gym uh, and in competition, I think kind of became the goal for me towards um, as I was working towards this Olympic cycle. Um, and then again, yeah, just being creative right now, it's just such a, such a difficult time for everybody um, going through this whole, you know, transition of what's happening. Can we go to gyms? Can we not? Now we're in lockdown. Now we're not. I think if you want to be consistent with your training, you have to find ways to be able to do that anywhere. Um, so finding tools that allow you to do that are pretty important as well. Michael Cubbigs is a trainer for Blaze Pod, and Mandy Bujo is a professional boxer who just represented Canada in the Tokyo Olympic Games. Thank you both so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much. On the next Future Sport Podcast, the NFT space continues to explode. So one of the great things about NFTs uh, is they're incredibly democratic. Uh, you know, the, the technology to write a smart contract, to create a unique piece of, of digital content, and then to be able to sell it on a market, uh, anyone can do. That's Scott Lawen, CEO of Candy Digital, who is bullish that the NFT bubble will continue to grow. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.